Dude, okay, listen. Podcast is late. Podcast is late. What's up, guys? My name is Levi McCurdy, and I'm your host. Listen, it's the What Do We Do on Podcast. And what else is new? Listen, the podcast has always been late. It will always be late. It'll continue to be late. Lou Bug, what are you doing? Lou Bug's here. He's with me. He's up in the studio today. You'll hear him uh, grunting. You can hear him snorting right now, probably, because his nose needs widened because he's too fat and he can't breathe even when he's standing up. Listen, uh, we're busy, man. We're getting in back into the flow of things. Prom season is upon us. We just DJed our first prom of the year last week. We're doing another one on this Saturday. And, man, dude, we don't know anything about teenagers, okay? Listen, we did one prom about six or seven years ago. Okay, and we thought we were ready. We thought we knew what they wanted to hear. We thought we knew what they were going to play. And we thought, damn, like, holy shit, uh, we're ready. And we weren't. We weren't ready at all. Uh, they, um, we played requests the whole night. We played requests the whole night. We were downloading music the whole night because we, we didn't know what to play. They did not want to hear anything we had planned. And so today, this last week, this last time, the first one we did, um, wasn't, uh, we were going to do the same thing. Right. Uh, so I tell the school, I'm like, Hey, have the students make us a list, have the students make us a list. That way we're ready. We'll download the list. We'll know exactly what to play. Guess what? List wasn't right. Okay. I thought what was on the list was right, but it wasn't even that it was an okay of a list. And so again, the whole night we're requesting songs all night long from these kids and they're not, and they're giving them to us, and that's what we have to play. Um, we still don't know what teenagers want. Apparently, Nuke Town by Slump God, Slum Lord, Face Mask is um, a song that kids listen to. Nuke Town by Slum Lord, Slum Dog Millionaire is a song that these kids were requesting. I'm like, I can't play this. I a don't know what this is. B have never heard this before in my life. And C there's definitely not a clean version of this dude. So if I want to get hired back next year for the next kids to tell me what they want to listen to, and I have no idea what it is and I'm not going to play it anyways, then dude, I'm not going to play it now. You know what I mean? It's insane. So we just stick to the basics. I mean, it's kid Leroy, Justin Bieber, Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift all night long, baby. You know what I'm saying? Of course we throw in a little bit of walk a flock with no hands and little John turned down for what? You saw the TikTok. You saw the transition. You saw the viral video. You missed it? Here it is. I'll play it for you right now. Every day I'm shuffling. You know what I mean, dude? Like, it's that hype, though. You know what I mean? Just because I don't know what the songs are that the kids listen to, it's that hype. Obviously, I know most of the songs. We played all the songs, and we know we played songs. We're good DJ. I'm a good DJ because they had a blast. You see them jumping in the TikTok video. That's exactly what happened. Um, so we're going to do that again this Saturday. Now, here's the next part of the night. The night's not even over yet, right? So Kodak and I are done DJing prom. Sway's on the photo booth, of course. And so it's 10 o'clock. We're all done. All the kids go home. We're packing up now. It's 11 o'clock because it takes us a while. We just got a brand new setup. And so now we're, we're, we're taking it apart for the first time. So it takes us a little longer. 
I'm on my way home. I, much like Justin is about to, want to enjoy a nice snack. It's 1130. It's almost midnight. We just got done DJing. We're really hungry, dude, okay? And so I knew Justin was going to indulge in some Big Mac, or some, um, not Big Macs, but McDoubles. He likes McDoubles. He gets 12 McDoubles, and then he walks on the treadmill for 10 minutes. It's his thing, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop in my McDonald's and get fucking some McDoubles, right? Now, my McDonald's closes at midnight. Okay, I get there at 1130. I know that showing up to a restaurant 30 minutes before they're supposed to close is a shitty thing to do, A, but B, it's McDonald's. And C, it's 11.30. We've got plenty of time. It only takes 12 seconds to make one of those cheeseburgers. Let's knock it out real quick, and I'll be on my way. So I pull up to the drive-thru, okay? I say, hey, can I get two McDoubles? That's all, real simple. And they're like, oh, yep, sure, sure thing, sure thing. First window, it's 318. Because they're two for three, it's 318, depending on whether they do tax or not. Some places do. And so then I pull up to the first window. I give him my card. He puts it in the machine. And all of the lights turn off in the parking lot. And I'm like, holy shit, what just happened? I thought there was a power surge. I looked around. The lights are still on inside. They turn the lights off outside because it's 1130 as if they're already closed. I'm still in the drive-thru line, and I'm like, mm, that's weird. He says, here you go, have a nice night, and he gives me my shit back. I pay 318. I go to the second window, and I should have known this was the, the first red flag with, was the lights. The second red flag was the fact that she had the bag at the window, ready to go, handed it to me. It was a little heavier than it should have been, but I didn't check it. I put it in the car. I come home. And of course, now when I come home, right, I've got a routine, right? I got to say hi to the dog. He greets me because he hasn't seen me all day. I got to say hi to Megs. She greets me because I haven't seen her all day. Like there's a thing. I lay down. I tell her about the night. Prom was crazy. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. I go take a shower because prom was crazy. I'm sweating. I'm drenched in sweat, dude. And all I'm thinking about in this shower is these two McDoubles I'm about to eat because I have to immediately fall asleep and then wake up seven hours later, probably six hours later, to do it again for a wedding the next day. We have a 13-hour wedding day the next day. All I want is my McDoubles. I'm in the shower. I get out. I lay down in bed. I look at my phone. I reach for my bag of McDonald's. What's in there? There's a picture on the screen. It's a McChicken with an entire tub of mayonnaise on it and two brand new spicy deluxe chicken sandwiches with the entire tub of spicy sauce dumped on it with lettuce and tomato and whatever's on there. No Big Macs, no burgers, three chicken sandwiches that I'm pretty sure were made three hours prior to when I received them. I was livid, dude. Okay, all I wanted was these McDoubles, and I get three rotten chicken sandwiches. Now, granted, they were more than what I paid for. Like, it would have been $20 if I would have ordered these separately, but that's not the point. So I have the owner of the McDonald's email address, and I have sent him a strongly worded email, and as soon as he responds, because he will respond, because I've emailed <laughs> I've emailed him once already to be a sponsor of this podcast, and he said no. So now I'm writing him nasty grams because his employees are mean to me because I'm there every day. My son eats McDonald's every day. He either eats french fries, chicken nuggets, or a large Coke at McDonald's every day, or the pool part donuts if they have them. And so, you know, hey, I get it. It's a late night, but hey, don't mess up my McDonald's order. 
You know what I mean? So then, like I said, we had to get up the next day. This is my weekend, by the way. Um, we have a wedding, right? First wedding in 2022. First of all, it was perfect. One off without a hitch. I mean, we, we, no issues, no problems. Dance floor packed all night. Perfect schedule. Perfect day. I mean, it couldn't have been a better day. There was a wedding crasher, dude. So where the venue was at, the venue kind of sits on top of like a restaurant, a mini golf course and a driving range for like regular golf clubs. Right. And so this guy, I guess, who was at the driving range saw that there was something going on, fancy dresses, people dressed up. He walked into the building, into the venue, and was like, oh, there's a wedding going on here. Let me see what I can do. Went to the bar, got a drink, was smoozing with the guests. Dude, it was a real life. I don't think we've ever had this happen with Sparks Entertainment in the last like eight to ten years. This was a real life uh, thing. This was real life. He crashed it for real. Like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn crashed it. And so um, one of the, I think the bride's sister's husband. So one of the bride's like brother-in-law, whatever. Um, he, he found the dude and was like, hey man, what are you doing here? He's like, and he's got a drink in his hand. And he's like, oh, I'm the DJ. So he told the wife's brother-in-law that he was the DJ. And the wife's brother-in-law is like, hey, man, no, you're not. I've been with the DJ of the day all day, a.k.a. daddy, okay? So then he's like, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, not the DJ. I'm the wife's brother. And he's like, hey, man, I'm married to the wife's sister. No, you're not. So get your drink. You got it. Like, you got us, but, like, get out. Like, dude had the audacity to like try to do two different role switches and crash the wedding. Insanity. We've never had a wedding crasher, nor have I ever had a wedding crasher try to impersonate me before. Like, what's that say about me? I must be great. You know what I mean? I've never had someone try to impersonate me, and I find it flattering. I don't know who this man was, and I'll never see him again, but I find it flattering. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um... Dude, so I finally, finally went to the doctors, okay? We're finally using the health insurance. Here's how much I've paid in health insurance so far this year, okay? Here is what I've used for it and how much those things have cost. Health insurance, how much it actually would have cost out of pocket and how much I have paid out of pocket because I had to pay for my dentist work, dude, it's bullshit. I'm, I'm over it. Anyway, so I finally go to the doctors. I haven't been to the doctors in like seven or eight years. This is just a pattern of mine, but now they have health insurance. If you listen to episode like 24, you would know this, but it's okay. Only three of you did. It's fine. Um, and of course it was an experience. It was an experience. And I knew, I knew somehow that this doctor's visit was going to land on this podcast. Of course, of course. Um, so I'm going in, automatic doors open, and someone else is walking in at the same time I am. I do not have a mask on because, hey, guys, COVID's over. Right? Like, can we all agree? Can we all agree that we're done now? Like, it's over now, right? COVID's over. There's, we're, like, there's no more. Like, COVID hasn't been a thing since Putin hit the button. You know what I mean? So... 
I'm walking through the door. This other lady's walking in through the door. She has a mask on. I don't because COVID's over. And I go in my mind as I'm walking in, holy shit, someone's going to tell me to put on a mat. And as soon as that thought is finished in my head, the lady immediately inside the building at the front desk goes, sir, 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 I need you to have a mask on, sir, a mask, please. Can you put this on, sir? As if I'm ignoring her, but she's just like fucking waving it in my face. And I'm like, okay, right. Yeah, sure. And, uh, I'm like, here's my first time. And I'm here. I need to check in, I guess, whatever. She's like, yep, you can check in right behind me. There's check-in kiosk. I have to have a mask on because this uh, thin piece of paper mask protects us all from COVID. And, but I have to now check in on a kiosk that's touchscreen that 27 other people have touched this morning who just got done picking their nose and the wedgies out of their crotches. But we're not worried about the touchscreen transmitting the COVID that I have to now touch to check in, lady. But my mask is the issue of me walking into the building. All I'm saying. So I check in, right? And so, like, dude, oh, also, speaking of the touch screens, I swear to God, listen to me. I swear to God, if I have to punch in my debit card number one more time, one more time into a card machine that has a dirty-ass fucking protective covering on it, that they put on there at the beginning of COVID back in March of 2020 and they haven't fucking cleaned it since because it's brown now and it's covering the keys because we don't want the keys to have COVID on it, bitch, take it off. If I have to touch one more nasty keypad ATM covering, take it off. I'm throwing it in the trash. I'm not touching it anymore. It's disgusting. So, of course, then I go to the waiting room because I'm all checked in and I sit down and what's on the TV? Nothing short of a Chip and Joanna home makeover show on HGTV where, of course, you know, like they're like, oh, my gosh, we only have 24 hours to get the kitchen done. And and then the guy's like, well, it's going to take us at least 48. We're going to need an extension. I don't know if we can get it done in time, dude. And so then like it's, oh, my God, we're rushing around. We're panicking. We're panicking. We're panicking. And then freaking it cuts to commercial. And us as the audience have no idea whether or not they're going to get this house finished for this lovely couple in time or not, who, by the way, could have afforded it on their own, but the network's paying for the whole damn thing. So we don't know what's going to happen. Then we come back from commercial break. We have somehow magically found $150,000 to magically add to the budget because we needed it to finish the kitchen. Two more weeks of uh, prep time and filming time because we didn't have two weeks before the commercial break, but now we do because Joanna's the shit and she figured it out. And Lil John is here and we're at Home Depot and he's going to help us find some shit to finish the kitchen. And then he goes, yeah, okay, Home Depot. I swear to God, after commercial break for no reason at all on HGTV Home Makeover Show, Lil John showed up. Lil John. Hey man, what's Lil John doing on HGTV? And then shortly after that, they call my name back. And I mean, it was just a standard doctor's office, like whatever, dude. I mean, it's insane. It's insane to me, the world that we live in. I have to wear a mask and then touch a screen that 12 other people touched that they probably didn't clean 
or their hands beforehand and Lil John's on HGTV. I can't get enough of it. Hey dude, CNN plus shut down after a month, after a month. Listen, here's the facts. Okay. And these aren't made up. 99% of everything on this podcast is made up, but these are facts, dude. It's a doozy. Get ready. CNN spent $300 million, $300 million. To put that in perspective, that is 1.5 Joe Rogan's on a premium subscription podcast service. Okay. For what? For what? Hey man, CNN. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you're the news. And the news is free. And if it's not free, you know, like those bullshit paywalls that like the New York Times and Washington Post make you do online, like that dollar a week bullshit paywall, we get it from somewhere where it is free. Okay. No one is paying for Fox News and Friends Plus. No one needs MSNBC Plus, okay? Like with the new lady from the White House whose current job it is to report on the White House and now her new job at MSNBC is just to report on things from the White House that happen, okay? We don't need it. Like Beam by Casey Neistat, that company was a better investment. Investing in Beam, CNN, was a better investment. And Beam isn't even a thing anymore now. Like, here's some numbers. Here's some numbers in perspective for you. You ready for this? Quibi. You remember Quibi? Quibi launched, like, in 2020. This was a COVID thing. And where Quibi thought they could get people to pay, like, $10 a month for, like, vertical content. Quibi. It only lasted eight months. Okay. It was like $10 a month and it was vertical original content, not even TikToks, original content that they made. These bitches paid a hundred. No, no, no. I'm sorry. More than that. These bitches paid $1.75 billion. That's billion bitch over $250 million a month on an app that only survived eight months after launching. Like they had signed deals with Kevin Hart. They had signed deals with The Rock, for God's sake. Like this was some serious shit. But CNN lost more in 30 days than they did. CNN Plus was a bigger failure than Quibi. And I don't understand who's giving them all this money. I can't, listen. All in all, like, these two jackasses of a company spent and wasted over $2 billion in the last two or three years but daddy can't get a $600,000 loan for a wedding venue that's going to make us $1.3 million in three years. Like, I don't understand the economics of money when we can just waste $300 million at CNN Plus, $1.7 billion at Quibi within the span of, I don't know, 12 months, less than a year, and it's $2 billion just gone out the door, gone, no one's ever going to see it again. Where'd that money go? Hey, where's the $2 billion, right? 
I can't get a loan for the house that I'm sitting in. Like I struggled buying this house because they told me I couldn't afford it. Guess what? I can newsflash. And now I have it because I bought it. Like it's insane. But <laughs> it's insane. Fewer than 10,000 people use CNN plus on a, on a daily basis. So 10,000 members and it was $5 a month. That's $50,000 a month in revenue on a $300 million investment. Jesus Christ, CNN. Like, what's the overhead on it too? Like, there's got to be overhead. Like, they're spending more than they've lost. Like, and dude, if it wasn't enough, if it wasn't enough to just go away, you can now go to vault.cnn.com backslash marketplace, this is where you can now purchase one of 250 CNN Plus commemorative NFTs to add to your Metaverse collection. I swear to God, this is real. You can now go to this URL. It's in the description or somewhere on the screen or something. And you can get, there's like only 80 left because some idiots bought them. You can buy a CNN Plus Rest in Peace NFT from CNN. I mean. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Dude Robe. Guys, are you sick and tired of the old department store robes that cost hundreds of dollars and look like something from the 19th century? We get it. That's why we partner with Dude Robe. What's a Dude Robe? Well, I'll tell you. Every Dude Robe comes with a premium hoodie material on the exterior, a super comfy towel-lined interior for enhanced drying, a permanently attached belt so you ain't gonna lose it, deep pockets to hold all your many gadgets on the inside and the outside, non-floppy arm cuffs so you ain't gonna look like you flapping when you get out the shower, matching shorts and pants options so you get the full fit, and it basically looks cooler than any other robe you've ever worn. Coming hot off their Shark Tank appearance, Do Robes sold out robes on Good Morning America within five hours. But fear not, they got a fresh stock of robes ready to go exclusively for the What Are We Doing podcast listeners. Yup, that's y'all. Ready for this? Head on over to DoRobe.com and check out their line of robes, shorts, loungewear, and more. And then when you're ready to check out, use promo code WAD, W-A-W-D, for an additional 20% off. Did you hear me? W-A-W-D at checkout for an additional 20% off. Hey. Step up your locker room game and get a dude robe. Dudrobe.com, promo code W-A-W-D at checkout. Gets you 20% off. Dude robe, men's luxury hood bath robes. Get at me. Okay, yeah, so dude, so Megs and I watched this um, Amazon Prime documentary, right, while we were in Virginia Beach over Easter. And dude, this shit was insane. First of all, we're never going on a cruise. Megs and I will never go on a cruise. Um, one, not because of this documentary, but just because like our anxiety and claustrophobia. Dude, putting me on a boat, knowing that I can't, if I jump off it, I die. Like, because I'm definitely going to jump off it. Like, if you put me on a cruise, I'm definitely jumping off. 
because I can't go anywhere. I can't see anything. Like I can't see land. I'm stuck here. I'll be in my room the entire time, just drunk, drinking. I mean, I, I don't know how I would handle myself because of the anxiety and the fear that I have knowing I can't leave. So we watched this like behind the scenes thing on like how this biggest cruise ship in the world operates and they've got like 120,000 eggs a day that they go through and 8,000 pounds of laundry and they tell you what happens when like, and they always, they dropped all the numbers. They were like, this is what happens when 5,000 passengers do this and what happens when 5,000 passengers take a shower and what happens when 5,000 passengers need to eat breakfast and what happens when 5,000 passengers take a shit and like what happens when 5,000 passengers do this and it's like, dude, we figured it all out and dude, it just gave us anxiety watching it. Just watching it. And like, I don't get it. Some people enjoy cruises. Like, how do you enjoy being stuck? Like, I'm never going on a cruise. Never. Never. Like, just watch here. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch where we're at right here. Cruise director Gene Young uses this time for a quick motivational speech. Well, attention all crew, attention all crew. This is your cruise director, Gene Young, speaking. Congratulations on finishing another incredible voyage. I put the challenge out to you, my friends, my family members, this cruise. Let us say hello to each other. Let us be the best that we can be because you are the best. You are wonderful and our guests love you. Let us do it. Let us do it great and let us do it again. Thank you. Eh, motivational speaker. Listen, that guy's job, this man lives on the ship. This guy's job, he's like the entertainment. He's the entertainment director. Like he, he's he's in charge of like everything. He's a, he's the entertainment director. He's the crew captain. He's the dude. He's the guy. It's like the captain of the ship, the dude who drives, and then it's this guy. And like so, if you you report to him, he's got to be happy twenty four seven, and he's got to be on this ship twenty four seven. Because if he's not like making one of the employees happy, he's got to make one of the passengers happy. He's the happiness manager. I had this job once in my life because at one point in my life, I thought it was all rainbows and sunshine. Then I got anxiety and depression because the government made me sit inside for a year straight. Listen, it's okay. I'm working on it. But anyways, so you know what I mean? He's the happiness manager of the ship and his job is so freaking stressful. Like he's got to make sure everything. Did you hear? Like I want to throw up. If I heard that shit, if my boss said any of those words to me, I'm instantly puking. Come in, come in. So, crew cab look at this. Look at this. Okay, so this this is insane. So this is the crew, and this is their living quarters. These two chicks are lying. You are lying to yourself. Listen, watch this. Stuck. You feel a bit stuck confined. and confined. Yeah. Beds. Jessie's on the top bunk. I'm on the bottom bunk. I miss waking up and like looking outside. It of the is window. a bit strange and not having a window in here, and we don't really see daylight for quite a while. Yeah. Then when you do go outside, your eyes are a bit like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but then when we want to have a nap, such a bunch of when you don't have a window but when she gone when she go on outside and, you, and then your eyes are like ah ooh, bah, ooh, ah, and then you go outside and then it's daytime because we don't have any windows because they don't want us to know what time it is because they don't want us to know how long we've been working because we've been working for like 128 hours straight they do like six shows a night 
and then they sleep for four hours and then they have to be up again for rehearsal the next night, dude. It's insane. They're, it's, they're, and they're not paid. They have to live in these tiny little bunks. It's, it's very interesting to me that they choose this lifestyle. I mean, they love it. They obviously love it. But uh, it's, it's, it's a little insane. But then when we want to have a nap, it's good. Great. Because it's pitch black in the rooms. There is the bathroom, sink, toilet. Tiny. And then the shower. The van I'm renting next guys, week has a bigger the only toilet than that. The time we're here is when we're sleeping. Well, it's just a base, you we know. We are you very don't... rarely in here. I think crazy is the word we'd use to sum up this whole experience. Yeah, yeah I'd say crazy. so. It's like living in a little bubble. Mm -hmm. We call it a shit bubble, don't we? Shit bubble, yeah. Yeah. Shit <laughs> it, bubble. You're in your complete own little world. We work together, eat together, we do everything together. And life on a cruise ship can be a lot of fun. Oh, so now, right. And of course, so now the narrator's going to show all the fun they have because of this little tiny, like, room that they have to live in. Dude, no way. No way am I going on a cruise. No way am I going to... No, no. It's so... It makes me so uncomfortable thinking about it. Like, I can't believe Zach and Cody, like, took their shit from the hotel. The hotel doesn't go anywhere. You can leave the hotel. It's a building. It has windows. It's... It's, it's not moving, you know? I don't know. It's, it's not in the middle of the ocean. Hey, what happens if we're in the middle of the ocean and the engine explodes? Hey, then what? Who's going to come get us? And how long is it going to take for them to get here? How much food do we have? Do you have extras? I'm freaking out. What's happening? You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole thought process on, hey, what if something happens? Hey, have you guys ever seen the movie The Titanic? Have you ever seen the movie, you know, um, like any movie with a boat in it? Poseidon? <laughs> I think that's one. Listen, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. The minute I step on a cruise ship, it's doomed. It's going to crash in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. We're going to go down like Jack and Kate. It's going to be me. I'm going to be on top of the boat. I'm going to be hanging on to Meg's. I'm going to be holding her on. I'm going to tell her to take a deep breath. We're going to hit the water. And then I'm going to be in it. And she's not going to share the fucking door with me, dude. And then I'm going to freeze in the ocean. And she's going to let me sink. And then she's going to go off and she's going to live a great life with someone else and then probably tell the story on a fucking podcast, even though she doesn't like doing this podcast with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the What Do We Doing Podcast. Thank you so much. My name is Levi McCurdy. I'm your host. As always, you can go to wadpod, W-A-W-D-P-O-D.com, wadpod.com backslash links. You'll find everything you need there or backslash YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, or Apple, or Spotify, or literally anything you can probably think of. We probably have a redirect, wadpod.com backslash links, L-I-N-K-S. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the What Are We Doing Podcast. Peace.